Yo, 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 welcome to another edition of the Roach Clip Podcast. I'm your host for the evening, Tolo, and I'm not joined by anyone today. I'm just sitting here in the garage right now. It's about midnight, Phoenix, Arizona, Mountain Standard Time. You already know how we do it. Stand up. Shout out to Prodi and Franco. Um, we were supposed to podcast together today, but my kids woke up sick. Both of them got a fever and shit, so had to go get meds and food and, you know, try to make them as comfortable as possible. It's kind of heartbreaking when you see your kids sick and there's nothing really you can do about it, but try your best to help them out, you know, until they recover and on to the next. Remember, being little kids, always getting sick, fevers, throwing up, shit in your pants, diarrhea, all that good shit. But, you know, we're marching forward. They're going to get better. Um... You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's COVID. We done did the COVID test. It came back negative. It was a house one. I don't know how accurate those are. But I know we're just marching forward. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I'm just rambling about, you know, life, life situations that we go through. Rest in peace to uh, Razor Ramon. We lost him last week. One of the greatest heels. With, you know, he's the bad guy. Rest in peace to the bad guy. Bad times don't last forever, but bad guy, bad guys do so. Rest in peace, Big Razor Ramon. He died of a heart attack. He was in a coma for a while. I think it happened. Uh, he got a heart attack during hip surgery, I believe. Don't quote me, boy. But uh, during some kind of surgery, had multiple heart attacks. And he got, in, uh, he got uh, not induced into a coma, but, you know, he went into a coma. Not medically induced, I meant. Coma from the... Uh, the surgery man i don't think his body was able to handle it i remember my grandpa on my mom's side dude was i think 91 broke his hip too at the nursing home i believe or at the hospital fell uh during surgery his heart just couldn't take it anymore and that's when the old man left right there so if it wasn't for that old man banging an old lady i wouldn't have been here because then that means my mother wouldn't have been here and now we're here full circle, you know what I mean? Got my own kids to look after. It's a it's a crazy situation when your kids are sick. But, I, you know, if you got kids, you already know how that goes. Remember the first time my daughter got sick? I was crying. I couldn't. I was like, what do I do? Like, she was a baby. How do I help this baby? How do I comfort this baby while they're sick? It's crazy. It's wild. Shout out to my nephew, Junior, as well. You know, he's uh, he's had some hard times in the past. Right now, he's on a good path. He's been working forklift driver for the Goodwill, one of the Goodwill big uh, Goodwill warehouses out here in in the Phoenix metro area for about two years. They, they did an article about him on ABC, ABC Arizona News. And it was fucking beautiful. It brought tears to my eyes. Tears of joy is just... He's talking about how he changed his life around, how that job gave him the opportunity to focus on some other than than drugs and, and the street life, you know, gang banging, doing shit that that most of us, you know, were for... Or not most of us, a lot of us were fortunate enough not to fall into a lot of that, you know, into those wagons, into bad people, you know? You hang around with... You hang around with a bunch of ball players, you, you're gonna probably become a ball player. You hang around with a bunch of ballerinas, you might become a ballerina. 
You hang around a bunch of drug addicts, you already know how the story goes. I remember I used to call bullshit on my parents when they'll be like, oh, you need to stop hanging around the wrong crowd. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not going to do what they do. I'm the bad influence pops. <sighs> nah, but as a kid, you think you know everything. And what your parents tell you, sometimes you just got to listen. Yeah, shout out to my, my nephew. I guess Goodwill's opening a, in adult high school and he's going to be one of the students there. Go get his diploma. He dropped out, I think, when he was 16 years old. And just hit the streets hard, man. There was a point. There was a moment in our lives when I... 2012, I moved back to Lake Elsinore for a year. So I've been living in Phoenix, Arizona since 2006. 2012, I bet, went back to California, tried to make things work out with with a person I was with at the time. Shit didn't work out, but as I was living out there, my nephew Junior was staying out there with with his pops, and there was a time nobody could find him, nobody had heard of him, and my parents, everybody drove out from Phoenix to Lake Elsinore, California, i.e. Riverside County, stand up, you already know how we do this, we're keeping it real on this podcast, I'm just sitting here rambling on by myself, It's not. I'm not used to this, but... Whew, I gotta do I gotta do my best, you know, to try to control the microphone, try to control my emotions. I'm not drinking right now. I do see a coarse light right there, but baby, that motherfucker's hot as fuck because I'm in the garage. That that motherfucker's been there since Saturday. Which I got a story a little story about that, what happened down on Saturday, but back to my nephew, congratulations. Yeah, everybody went down looking for him, Lake Osinor. End of the story, they didn't find him. A few weeks later, I was pumping gas at an AM PM right there on Main Street by Four Corners. Like I said, shout out Lake Elsinore. Pumping gas, and I see my nephew walk with a, a, a couple of his little hoodlum homies. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, hey, what's up, bro? And he looks at me all stunned, you know, like, oh shit, this who found me. And I was like, hey, man, just how you doing, man? Just making sure you're okay. You're breathing, you're talking. I told him. Your mom's, your mother's really worried about you, bro. Give her a call. You know that's all I could say. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not his father. I am his older uncle. Not by much. I was 12 years old when he was born. But yeah, I'm his uncle. I there's only so much I could do. I can't be. I, I'm not gonna smack the kid. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been through difficult times too in my life where that didn't work for me. The arguing and the fighting with my parents was bullshit. Like, I did not like that, but I always did it until one day, you know, I realized, it's like, what the fuck am I doing? These are beautiful people that raised me, that gave everything they had for me. And I'm over here being a dumbass, stealing, getting drunk every night, smoking for every night. I mean, I still do that part, but responsible. You know, I buy my own weed. I don't steal money from nobody. I make t-shirts, screen print, pay for my food, my gas, my bills, try to help out as much as I can because the goal is to make it to the next level, try to create, try to create a, not general wealth, but a path for my kids to see is like hard work and dedication will take you far. No matter it is, no matter what it is that you want to be, if you dedicate yourself and you want to do it and you envision it whatever it is whatever it is the philosophy you use make sure to stick to it
You don't have to do what everybody else is doing. You don't have to follow trends. But if you decide to do something and you want to go at it 100%, you sure that's the path you want to go to? I'm definitely going to encourage my kids not to give up, to keep pushing forward. Because the train don't stop, baby. We're just here. We're just here for for a limited limited time only. You know, so hundred years max. The average the average age of uh, of death here, I think, is seventy eight years old in the United States of America. They looked that up in two thousand eighteen or nineteen when I was up in Spain. Because we're like, damn, how much? How long do people live in Spain? Because their life is so different than over here. I saw it as a more relaxed lifestyle. Everything closes at, I think, noon. Opens back up at 4 or 5. Closes at noon for siesta time. Except the borrachos, the drunks. They go to the little local bar. Motherfuckers are drinking early. So it's a beautiful thing to be out on vacation. And motherfuckers ain't looking at you funny because you're drinking. And shout out to the locals. Shout out to the bartenders, man. They treated us with nothing but respect. As, as we did them because I do speak Spanish but goddamn the Spanish over there is a is a different animal as they say but life must continue right so yep that's my little rant about my nephew junior how he's uh, turned around his life and you know he's doing good things he's got a baby girl now he's got a wife he's out here with with my sister her mother Shout out to David as well, having their back, you know, through thick and thin. They're still at it. Also, shout out to my niece, Eileen. It's all love, baby. Your deal's always got you. Even though we don't we don't see each other a lot, we don't talk a lot. They know I love them, and they know I got their back for anything. My sister's always got my back. I drop a t-shirt. She's the first one that ever wants it, you know, and she's always showing it off online and saying what's up, so... That's a beautiful thing. My sister and I had a, I wouldn't say a rough relationship throughout the years because she was my number one go-to for for anything. When I was in trouble, when I was sad, when I was happy, like no matter what, it's like I trusted her. I called her because there's certain things like at certain ages, you don't want to, you're not brave enough or you, you, you don't feel comfortable bringing up certain topics with your parents, but she was my go-to for sure. And she helped me calm down and, you know, telling me everything's going to be okay. And man, shout out to her. Shout out to her. She's hard worker, always been a hard worker and always doing her thing. Always has my back. Always have her back. So that's a beautiful thing. That's all I want my kids to be. Always have each other's back. I always know that I love them no matter what. And hopefully they love me no matter what. I'm trying not to be a dick in my life to them, but shit, we're not perfect. You know, we're also just human. And that's why I don't get, I don't, I don't resent anything that me and my pops went through. Because I mean, being a parent does not come with the, with the owner's manual. It's some shit you got to figure out on your own, you know, trial and error, but. You can have a small idea of what you're going to do in certain situations until that situation hits you. You don't know. You don't know what's up, man. I used to think like, oh, I have dogs, you know. I love them like my kids. Yeah, until you have kids. I'm not saying you don't love your dogs and shit. I know there's a lot of dog lovers out there and shit. I'm like, shut the fuck up. 
but it's true. Once you have kids, it's, it's the meaning of love. It's the meaning of staying there with them. It's the meaning of never giving up on them and always trying to push your best foot forward and try to give them the best advice in life. Right now, my kids are still little, you know, two, five, two and five. My little boy's two, my, my little girl's five. And we just got to continue moving forward and marching. Like I said earlier, I might be redundant and repeating myself. Shout out to all the homeless cats out there. Bop is trying. And uh, you know what I'm saying? So that's a little bit about me. Round Mas. That's a good uh, podcast. If you guys into a boxing podcast, there's a dope podcast. It's Spanish between uh, two legends of the boxing game, of the Mexican boxing game. Started this podcast called Un Round Mas. It, it means one more round. It's Marco Antonio Barrera and Eric El Terrible Morales. Those two dudes fought, squared up three times in the boxing ring. One of the press conferences, they fucking, they threw down, they, they threw chingazos in the, and when they were squaring off. And now look at that, they're homies, spitting facts, talking about everything. I mean, I'm on episode three, I think, or four, but they talk about what led up to the fight, what happened after the fight. And, and it's, it's so cool to listen to two legends of the boxing game that mastered boxing. Just talk about their lives like that and and just motivate you and let you know that if you work hard and you dedicate yourself, you're not going to lose. There might be moments when you feel you're losing, but you got to just continue, continue to uh, to stand up, you know, stand up before the, the eight count and continue moving forward. You know, look at uh, Meldrick Taylor versus. Julio Cesar Chavez. Chavez was losing that fight. Knocked this dude out with like 10 seconds left. Crazy shit. Great fight. Watch that. Never watched it. I don't know. Beautiful day to be alive. It's uh, it's going to be Thursday tomorrow. And then Friday, right? <laughs> and then, of course, uh, Saturday is the, the Super Show here in Phoenix, Arizona. The Lowrider Super Show. One of the biggest Lowrider shows in the country. They do it over at the Cardinal Stadium. I forgot what it's called now. It used to be University of Phoenix Stadium, and now I don't know what it's called. Uh, the Suns used to be... Now they're Footprint Center. Shout out to the Phoenix Suns, man. They're killing it. Clinched the Pacific title division. Two years in a row, baby. Booker's just killing it. The most disrespected player in the game. He's definitely got to be the MVP. They kept the first place. They... They kept fucking beating motherfuckers when when Chris Paul went down. Everybody's like, oh, here's what we're going to see what they're really made out of. And, man, they won some big games. They won close games. They lost a few games. But with Booker in the lineup, it's he's a, he's a he's entering his twilight of his career. He's going to become he's becoming a, a little mamba right there. He just poster, uh, posterized somebody. I think Patrick Beverly or some shit dunked on this fool this fool tried to come back and and tackle this dude and it was no good you know dirty plays just because you got you got humiliated homie you got to get humbled sometimes oh man so yeah definitely i recommend you guys listen to un round mas great podcast never heard it 
great great podcast two legendary boxers they've they got guests too i guess they just dropped an episode with oscar de la olla it's dope it's on spanish as well so if you, if you don't speak spanish it might be a useless podcast because there's no subtitles there's no uh voice over dubbing none of that they're just doing their thing speaking facts walking you through their careers and um you know giving giving you uh fan picks they take fan questions all that cool shit pretty cool pretty cool and uh ukraine ukraine's uh invade uh russia's invasion of ukraine is still going on right now there's uh where is it Ma- it's called mel it's uh it's a uh, ukraine it's in ukraine it's it's uh i think a city or a, i think a city i don't know how it works out there city or state pretty sure it's a city of Melo <laughs> melitopo melitopo it's it's uh it's connected to crimea which russia i think is trying to claim as well i think they've they've taken over crimea under russian control crimea Melitopol is now under their control uh maripol there you go maripol was the big one they've been bombing the shit out of civilians in maripol from the stats that i've gathered i don't know uh, i think these come from the ukraine side because russia is like giving you these other numbers so there's there's numbers coming out from everywhere even the u.s is giving their own estimates but um they're estimating that i think russia has already lost over 12,000 soldiers and ukraine's only lost a couple hundred but they've lost more civilians than they've had soldiers i'm talking about ukraine Russia, on the other hand, it's, it's it's not going as easy for them as they thought it was. So the I was listening to Petraeus. He was Sergeant General or some bullshit for the United States of America. Retired, I think now. He's talking about the importance of Russia taking over Maripol because it's connected to the Black Sea, uh, I believe, right? The Black Sea. One of these, uh, you know, so he, he wants to, they basically want to take over Crimea and uh, Maripol and then Luhansk. Man, I'm stupid. I don't know how to pronounce half these fucking names. And I'm over here trying to teach you guys a lesson, so bear with me. So in points of them taking over Maripol, it's going to connect them to uh, a few a few areas that they already control, which means now they could travel through the sea and bring in more soldiers to try to take over uh, what is Kyiv, the capital of Russia. That's what that's their main goal is to take over that the the capital of Russia and overthrow the government and take over. You know, a Russia takeover. Ukraine's not try, Ukraine does not want to meet Russians de, Russia's demands right now. I think Russia's asking for some crazy shit like uh for them to become neutral, meaning not join NATO, not join anything and demilitarize Ukraine, which is stupid because look at what they're doing to them now. They don't want them to be able to defend themselves or what? Let's wait another 10, 20 years and Let's attack these motherfuckers again. They thought they had it easy though. Putin. You guys think Putin's that antichrist? He's over here quoting Jesus and shit. Or is he the or is he the real good guy and Zelensky's the bad guy? No, nah, I'm just kidding. I think uh Putin's I don't know, that dude's that dude's been evil, right? 
been evil his whole entire career. I think he's ran Russia for like the past 30 years. In between, he he, he let a, a little dude sit in for a little bit as president. But he's like, nah, let me uh, take over, homie. Which I believe from reading articles and shit that that dude that he installed him to be <coughs> Russia's president <coughs> for a couple years was actually Putin's puppet. So he pretty much still controlled the arena. And that's what dictators do, right? Dictators, dictators, whatever you want to call them. But, you know, that's it's, it's horrifying what's going on. The the revelation is being televised like uh my homie crazy bone said well he's not my homie but i don't know i've listened to that dude's music my entire most of my life so kind of feel like i know that dude but he has his own podcast and i saw a little i haven't listened to the podcast but heard a little clip from his podcast on instagram and he's talking about how the he's how the revolution is not being televised is the revelations being televised He's like, everything that's written in the scripture is happening now. The wars, the earthquakes, the this, the that, all at the same time. But hasn't that shit always been going on? Wasn't Genghis Khan fucking killing and raping and pillaging everybody? Was I mean, there's been bad earthquakes throughout history. I mean, a lot of people probably said that back in the day. Like, look, Revelations is being probably no televisions. Uh, Revelations is being telegraphed. We have a worldwide emergency. Ukraine is being invaded by Russia. So what happens after this shit, man? When is it going to be over? Or is it going to be over? People predicted this shit uh, to last, I think, till April. But come on. The way things is going, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that with that shit, but yeah, this was that's the latest and greatest I got on Ukraine. You guys could believe me or not. I mean, look it up. Go find yourself some sources. Let me know in the comments. Send me an email at uh, roachcliffun at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. If we're too uh, redacted for you, it's okay. We're just trying our best. Shout out to Flat Tire Bobby. Helped me out last week, you know, or two weeks ago. I haven't been on the air for two weeks, man. Feels like a long time, but it's just been crazy. Super busy. Life. Life threw a little curveball at the team. But, you know, we're still staying strong together. I just saw the homie Franco today at, at the studio. KDIF, South Phoenix Stand Up. So KDIF is going to be representing at the Lowrider Super Show here in Phoenix, Arizona on Saturday what would be the date? What's today? Let's see. Today's already Thursday, right? Yep. It's 12.30 a.m., baby. Where the hell is uh, Thursday, March 24th? Let's do the math. Thursday's the 24th. Friday's the 25th. So Saturday's the 26th. Saturday, March 26th, 2022. If you're listening to this and you're you're in Phoenix, Arizona area, go to the Lowrider Super Show and support your boys. Make sure to hit up the KDIF the KDIF booth, they'll be slanging t-shirts, giving away stickers or whatever, or whatnot. You also get to meet uh, Franco 602, our very own Roach. You're going to meet a uh, host, radio host, Stone Age. He hosts a radio show called Feed Me Oldies. 
on KDIF every Wednesdays, I think from 6 to 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And then Chevy Music, he's just getting his feet wet in the radio industry, so you can meet Chevy Music. He's a little bit shy, so make sure you guys say what's up to that, Vato. And yeah, you know, make sure you say, uh, support the family, the KDIF family. They do big things, they do a lot of things for the community. We haven't even been able to able to talk about the five-year anniversary that went down because we haven't podcasted since then it's crazy it's crazy guy i don't i don't remember ever missing these many dates but that's why i was like fuck it let me just go in the garage and you know drop a little update for the people all the listeners miko cerna we're still alive buddy we're still here baby but yeah five year so kdif is a, a low lpfm i think low profile fm radio or whatever so it only has a, a short range which is south phoenix it covers a short range in south phoenix kdif is a non-profit radio station ran by the homie franco and the team there's a whole team involved but you know franco's my dog so that's that's why that's why i talked to about this shit but yeah so they celebrated their five-year anniversary a couple saturdays ago god damn that shit was hella fun I had my little Roach Clip booth out there. I ended up just getting drunk, though. Set up the booth, brought my beers, brought some weed. I think it started at 10 or 11 to 5, the outdoor event, which was a, a big, like, graffiti thing going on at the same time at the, at the station. There's, like, a so the station's inside of an old, old uh, high school which isn't there anymore so it's basically just us 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 and us so at the five-year anniversary they did this thing i think called chill and grill grill and chill something like that basically a bunch of graffiti artists came out they took a piece of a wall and did their artwork and i'm talking it was like i mean i don't know like a quarter mile probably worth the wall easily it's like the whole perimeter of the school and the school's pretty big big ass field so it's all around the field and all kinds of graffiti artists from around the united states came out i think mostly west coast you know food, uh, dudes from cali came out dudes from vegas i believe bunch of az artists getting down and that's dope shout out to franco i mean this is i think he set this up three years ago for them to be allowed to do the graffiti in the school because that's not an easy process to convince the school board to let you do that because i'm pretty sure if you go out and do shit like because it's still owned by the school board by the yeah by the school district so if you go out there and do some wild shit like that without permission i think i think you're gonna have to hand over those keys and take that antenna that low profile antenna home with you but yeah the five-year anniversary went down we had vendors out there we had a the homie que suave el pinche ape 2021 guest of the year out there slanging tacos and hamburgers that motherfucker gets down make sure to follow que suave tacos he's always popping up in different locations around the valley and you know so we got faded eric madrano shout out to eric you know 602 appliances he showed up it was his birthday his homies were there waiting for him they're gonna go ride go-karts or some shit but the homie madrano didn't show up till fucking I don't know, three four hours late on them so they're just chilling with us we went to go get more brewskis when finally eric shows up with the homie vic Calaca and they're already they're already through the roof you know they're gone they were faded as fuck and uh so i don't even know where they left i still have his gift he left that shit on my booth 
lift it on my table you got like this big fucking horn aruga aruga like one of them fucking horns that you throw on your car i think they bought it from to throw on his bike or some shit but i still have his gift right here i texted him and let him know i have it though so he doesn't worry too much and think that he lost it madreno if this is so important to you bring your degenerate ass over here and pick it up i know you're listening you cocksucker now he ain't a cocksucker he's actually a cool dude it just sounded cool at the moment and then from i think uh, so after the outdoor event ended at five chevy music was spinning all kinds of dope shit oldies old school hip-hop you know he's he was providing the jams for the evening and then things moved indoors into the auditorium for a b-boy battle and goddamn, i didn't know there was this many b-boys the whole auditorium was fucking packed with motherfuckers and they're all breakdancing and fucking doing the robot and shit. I'm just like, God damn, these motherfuckers can spin on their back like turtles. And they're doing head spins and mocking each other. It's funny when they battle each other. They're like dancing in front of one another. It's kind of like a strip joint, you know what I'm saying? Without the without the ass and titties. Because it was just a bunch of dudes breakdancing. It was like a, a cock fest of breakdancers. And I think the winner took home a thousand a thousand bucks, so that wasn't bad. What was dope though, my daughter got to set up a little booth inside the auditorium, so she was slanging she was slanging candies, chips, sodas, Gatorades, waters, and she did pretty well for herself. So shout out to my daughter, five years old. Always wanting that's her thing. She always wants to go set up a booth and slang shit. I think she likes the she likes the toys she'd be buying, right? With her money, her I mean, she is, she's, uh, she's a little earner. She made a bunch of money to go to Disneyland. Uh, she did a lemonade stand. She made like 300 bucks. So she took money, took that money with her to Disneyland, got to buy whatever the hell she wanted. Of course, they had to limit her though. Can't let her go too crazy because the shit in there is expensive. She bought like this little piglet. I think that's the name, right? Hamlet piglet. The one from Winnie the Pooh, the little pink one. That motherfucker was like 40 bucks. But where they get you is they sell all kinds of clothes for these little fucking toys. So now, like, not only do you want that fucking toy, now you're like, oh, I want this cool beach outfit or this and that. And each outfit's like 20 bucks. So, you know, she spent like 60 bucks on this little motherfucker. When we got home, I, did, I put that bitch on display. You're like, you ain't gonna play with this motherfucker? This toy was expensive. And we're going to display that bitch so people see it, not touch it. And she's cool with that. She gets so many. She got so many fucking toys. They don't even fucking play with half that shit. This shit that I bought her, like, she wanted forever this goddamn, uh, it's like a flamingo that sings and shits. Comes with a little toilet. Use that motherfucker like twice. That shit was like 30, 40 bucks at Walmart. Not even Walmart. I think I ordered that shit from Amazon. Cause Walmart, I looked at, I looked for that bitch at Walmart. I looked for that thing at Target. I was like, you know what? Amazon has it. Who am I kidding? Order that bitch. Amazon Prime. Be here the next day. And you ain't hurting nobody. It's like nothing happened. Basil's over there making pesos. So Basil's got divorced a while back, right? A couple of years ago. 
and his ex-wife ended up getting i think like 80 billion dollars on the on the divorce settlement 80 billion motherfucking dollars think about that i think it takes like four years to count to a million like are you trying to count to a million one two three four to get to a million it takes a shitload of time i've googled it before but i remember i think it was days or months maybe that's how much that's only a million Imagine counting to 80 billion. You'll never count that. You'll die before you get to a billion, 80 billion. I mean, but shout out to her. She's been donating a lot of money. She says she's going to donate half of her wealth to, to good causes and shit. So, I mean, that's pretty big that's pretty dope. And hopefully she, she continues that shit and more people follow suit. More people follow suit and shit. Why? Because I don't have 80 billion dollars If I did I probably wouldn't be talking on this microphone I'll be out Fucking snorting lines of cocaine Fingering my own asshole No I'm just joking I mean I already do that without the 80 billion You know what I'm saying You know what I mean Hell yeah another thing I did catch uh, Shout out to uh, the homie Bobby Like I said he helped me out a couple weeks ago uh, we interviewed this, this, this dope little, this dope, uh, dude, this dope rapper goes by the name of Merkums. Came, sat down, chat, uh, you know, we have a little, little, a, a little chat, you know, we talked and it was cool. But the cool thing about that was the reunion of, uh, Flat Tire Bobby back on the podcast. For those of you that have been following since the beginning, that dude was a, was one of the OG co-hosts, you know, episodes like in the twenties, I think. And you know he, he made it back on the podcast He helped me out He produced a cool beat for me So I can uh, you know we, We're gonna get that dude to rap over it But he didn't want to So with these new rappers Not wanting to rap like that no more Remember back in the day You ask a rapper to fucking get down They get down I just wanted to hear this fool's skills Up close and personal But he didn't want to show us no love So that's all good though one day he's gonna be calling us hey let me spit a freestyle on your podcast be like i ain't got no bars for you homie these bars are exclusive shout out to joey bags he killed our he killed the freestyle on our podcast back in the day but yeah bobby got uh he he had been watching the documentary on kanye west on uh on netflix i think it's like genius i think it's called genius or something like that spell all weird spell like uh jesus or jesus with the with the y-e i think genius maybe i forgot but just look up kanye west on netflix and man that's a dope ass documentary it's a three-part series this dude what the fuck's his name god damn it he was the coolest dude on the whole thing the dude who recorded kanye since i think the late 90s to all the way to 20 19 i think the documentaries were kind of kind of where it left off leaves off 2019 2020 era but this dude had the had the the thought of following kanye around with the camera and and just see where his dreams took him and see what happened you know and you already know what happened kanye became one of the biggest superstars in modern times one of the biggest fucking rappers in modern times probably one of the biggest rappers of all time 
one of the biggest producers of all time. And this dude captured everything. And you kind of see the progression of Kanye, how he becomes Kanye, how he becomes Ye, you know? When he goes from Kanye to Ye, he, he takes what the media is saying and almost becomes it. It's weird. It's weird how, how he became this, what, what most people call crazy, right? This crazy person. But who the fuck isn't crazy? We're all fucking crazy. We all like to judge others. But he puts his, he puts his, his dumbass self out there, though, some, sometimes, you know? But, you know, it's a dope documentary. It's a three-part series. And you just kind of see the progression of his craziness, his, his mental breakdowns. And you know how it all goes down. Shout out to his mama, though. His mother was dope. Some of the shit she told him, you know, some of the insights and shit. There's a there's a moment on the one of the on the segments of the of the documentary where he's at his mom's house, and this is before he made it big. I remember they're driving like this old beat up Corolla or some shit. Where it's like, damn, Kanye hasn't even made it that big yet. Like he had a pretty dope whip or whatever. But his mom, you know, he still hadn't he still hadn't made the big big bucks to to give his mama the, the good life. Yeah, she just basically told him, like, don't be too fucking arrogant. Remember the soil you step on. And it was it was cool. It was cool to just see his mom, love him, try to give him the best advice. And he's got that. He's got a lot of that uh, only child mentality, that syndrome, the only child syndrome. That's why I think he acts up like that. I mean, what do I know, right? I'm not an only child. I don't know any. Do I know any only child? Only only children? How would you say it? I don't think I do. I don't think I do. I don't think I do. But yeah, I watched that documentary. And there's another cool documentary. It's about just different killers. What's it called? Like every episode focuses on a, I think it's called like Bad Roommates or some shit like that. Let me see if I can find the name real quick for you guys. Bear with me. Okay, the episode I think it's called Sweet Little Granny. I think. And the name of the podcast, what the hell was the name of, I'm not the podcast, the documentary. Sweet Old Lady is the name of the episode. Right, I don't remember. God damn it! I'm trying to find it right now. Sorry, sorry, guys, sorry, guys. But I think it's called Bad Roommates or some around those lines. It's a, every episode's about a crazy roommate, and they started off with a banger. This old lady, this old lady, like she looked like fucking Betty Crocker, like just this old lady with white hair, like one of them, like one of the Golden Girls. But this bitch was killing motherfuckers and burying them in their backyard, chopping them up in the house or whatever she had to do, and just burying them. She would uh, she would take like homeless people from the streets, and then start taking their goddamn checks, their whatever so, so social 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 checks. She would take them, cash them, you know, house these people. But then she murdered a bunch of these a bunch of these people she was taking in. And yeah, um, they dug up her yard, 
found the evidence through her ass in jail. I think she, that bitch died in jail, but crazy fucking lady. I think she was 81 when she passed away in jail. And she, she just had a long history of fucking crime, poisoning people, fucking who knows how many people. I think confirmed was nine people she had killed, but I guarantee you there was more than nine because there was other unconfirmed shit that she did. Like she was like a master at poisoning motherfuckers, killing you slow, you know, here you go. Take this, take this before you know it, that motherfucker isn't breathing anymore. So I'll definitely watch that documentary, docu-series. I watched a couple of the episodes, but that one's my favorite one because I never heard about this old lady killer. Straight up serial killer. Looking like your abuelita. I mean, your grandma because she was wide. Wide as day. Bright as day. What is it called? Netflix True Crime. There we go. Worst Roommates. That's the name of it. A, a frightening new Netflix true crime documentary series dropped this week, and the first episode tells the truly disturb, disturbing story of Dorothea Puente. So, Shay, you don't even have to watch the episode. You just want to Google her and check out some of, just look at her pictures. You're like, God damn, fucking crazy grandma was just taking advantage of, of, you know, the mentally weak. Like, a lot of these people she had were just mentally not there so she would take custody of that take custody of their checks pretty much let them live there and she was not allowed to do that so she was doing all this under the table without the government knowing that she was housing these people because she was on parole for like kill, uh, killing somebody else or almost killing like poisoning somebody she had gone out on parole and that was a parole violation like just for her to house be housing people i forgot how i worked but along those lines and she was not allowed to do that and she went out and did it and killed people and she eventually got caught she eventually got caught by a lady i mean i mean i already probably gave away too much but still go watch it or at least look her up her name is the name of the documentary is called worst roommates ever and it tells the story the first episode tells the disturbing story of Dorothea Puente great episode never seen it definitely suggest you guys go watch that and you know y'all have a good one that's all I got for you guys right now I'll be more prepared next time I kind of like doing this by myself too I think I'm going to drop my own pod, uh, a solo dolo podcast what do you guys think should I drop a solo podcast once a week as well I'm never going to leave the roaches, but this is pretty fun. Smoke a couple blunts in the garage and set up a microphone and just talk to you guys, you know, see what pops in my mind, see what I watch. And like I said, I'll be more prepared. I'll have more notes and I'll drop more knowledge on that ass. Till next time, go fuck yourself. Bitches, we are the Roach Clip Podcast. Goodbye. Adios.